put your phones on here and people oh, are going to text and it yeah, will be loud. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> okay. Uh, Y'all are going to sound like we smoked in between episodes <laughs> instead of just eating rolls. Eating orange surprise. <laughs> is that what it's called now? Now it is. Not as since I found a huge piece of lemon or orange peel. <laughs> what were you eating? I, I am not responsible for lemon. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, this is just gonna be really deranged because I feel like we've slightly like gotten tired voicing the first one. So now yeah. we're just gonna be like, woo! Yeah, it's also kind of deranged. Weirdest movie. it is. <laughs> All right, hello, friends and enemies. By friends we mean Taylor, and by enemies we mean everyone else. This is the English Corner, a podcast about book to screen adaptations that we're making specifically for our friend Taylor. And if anyone else likes it, that's fine, but just know that you are intruding. I'm Kelsey. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And we're talking today about Romeo plus Juliet, the 1996 movie by Baz Luhrmann. Directed by Baz Luhrmann, I guess not. <laughs> he wasn't responsible for the whole thing, but a lot of it. Um, I just have a fun fact that I want to start with. Okay. Okay. <laughs> As I often do. Um, Baz Luhrmann, in an interview, when he was talking about the making of this movie, he said that uh, he imagined... Oh, he approached a film along the lines of, if William Shakespeare were alive today, what kind of film would he have made? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Which, I, I have a hard time really... Agreeing with him there <laughs> because it's such a Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, it is a little bit like the culmination of Baz Luhrmann's style. And yeah. he's like, I think this is what Shakespeare would have done. <laughs> Buddy, this is just what you would have done, actually. <laughs> uh, My f- very first note is just, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, like many Baz Luhrmann movies, the beginning is very overwhelming yeah. and jarring. Um, but that said, this movie slaps. Yeah, it does, for sure. Um, Uh, Fucking weird doesn't have to mean bad. (laughs) Everything that Baz Luhrmann does, I feel like I've started out going like, what is this? And then five minutes in, you're like, maybe I love it. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. Maybe Moulin Rouge, like, I love Moulin Rouge. I hate the first, like, half hour of it. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to get through every time. But Mm -hmm. I love... The rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you uh, and McGregor, um, the love of my life, uh, um, w- was uh, one of the considerations for Mercutio. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which oh. is like, I would not trade Harold Perrino for anything. Yeah. He has perfect casting. He Absolutely. does this perfectly. But I would like to see you and McGregor as Mercutio or just you and McGregor. <laughs> Um, I thought you were gonna say Romeo, and I was like, I could see that tracks, but but, but no, yeah. Who well, not then? Not in 1996 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. I was two years old. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I kept looking at Mercutio, going, "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" And then I looked. <laughs> no, he's not. Walt. He just screams Walt yeah, exactly. constantly in lust. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, that was like my first introduction to that actor. So, like, I hated him, unfortunately. Cause, like, I hate him. Lost. Yeah, in yeah, Lost, in yeah. Lost. So, like, I hated Michael as a character yeah. most of the time. 
And then I saw other things that he was saying. I was like, oh, you're really good. They were just mean to you. Yeah. Not give him good storylines. No, not at all. I feel like this is a little premature, but can I just say, like, I really, really loved his Mercutio. Oh, yes. hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. He was wonderful. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll get, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this, oh, other fun fact. Uh, as the line at the beginning says, like, this play will be the two hours traffic of our stage, this movie is exactly two minutes long. Or two hours long. <laughs> You were roasting me for switching out lemon and orange. I think we're wow, we're doing great, guys. Yeah. Um, also, I was. This might teach us a lesson about recording twice in one day. It might. We'll see. Shh, don't peel behind the curtain. Don't what? Don't peel behind the curtain. Peel, peel, peel back. back the curtain. <laughs> Whatever. Or look behind. Peek behind. Pay no attention to. Okay, now we've the all done running with behind the curtain. <laughs> God. So anyway, um, yeah, I. So I really like that it opened with like a newscast yeah. as they're like reciting mm-hmm. that, but then they said it again. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? That was weird. I hate, it was like choose. I hated that choose, they recited the prologue twice. And then he was like, "What if a newscast, but also what if a movie trailer?" Yeah. Which like um, I think made it feel like the newscast was tacked on at the beginning yeah. and end after, which yeah. like I didn't appreciate. Yeah, Even though I liked it. As I a preferred concept. the newscast to yeah. the movie trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that uh, felt kind of weird, but like, I mean, it also kind of dumps you into like, this is gonna be weird. Here you go again. Very yeah. <laughs> Let's just make sure you really got this. <laughs> I really like that they introduced the characters with on-screen text. Yeah, they're like, yeah, the Montague boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. And, like, Dave <laughs> Paris. <laughs> they gave Lady Capula a name. They did. And they they gave all of the I was very happy names. The parents for them. had names. And then Tybalt was introduced as Prince of Cats, mm-hmm. which I was like, incredible. Hell yeah. John Leguizamo. I have no idea if I'm saying his name right. I think that's right. Leguizamo? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just the shot of his silver cat high Ooh. heels. Yes. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Incredible. Um, My roommate turned to me. She's like, he was in Moulin Rouge. And I was like, oh, yeah. He is the voice. <laughs> of Sid the Sloth. Yeah. That's all I think of. Sid the Sloth. Oh, and right. Sid. Yes. Yeah. I was just really happy to be able to bequeath that information. <laughs> That's, it's pretty solid information. I feel bad that that is A the first thing fact. that I think of every time I see him. So yeah. I like can't take him seriously because in my head I'm just oh. hearing like the lispy Sid the Sloth voice. And like during know. random points of this movie in my head I'm just like, doesn't anyone care about Sid the Sloth? <laughs> <laughs> and like Sid getting mad sloth. about it. I... <laughs> I do not have that association in my mind. I don't think I would if I hadn't seen, like, a behind-the-scenes special Ooh, feature or something yeah. where it showed him, like, getting into the process of doing Sid the Sloth and, like, chewing up a bunch of crackers to help him with the list. <laughs> Shut up. It's, it no, was a thing. Not many of you have just it's a yeah, funny it's a concept, fun concept of, like, yeah. getting into characters as No, I think I saw the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you are seared into my brain now as this, this character. Yeah. And then it's like, he's supposed to be really intimidating in this. Mm-hmm. And, which he did effectively, I yeah. thought. Yeah. But. Very extra. Um, 
Yeah. I also have just in all caps, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> I forgot that he was in this. Yeah. What a cutie. But also, I get why they cast him as Paul Rudd. They do a really good job of just making him look bland as fuck. Yeah. They do. Um, and, yeah. But, like, he has he's, a little bit of personality. <laughs> like, he's kind of a goofy dancer. And... He seems so nice. I, like, ended up feeling really bad yeah. for Paris in this one. Because yeah. he seemed genuinely nice. And they cut the age stuff. So you, yeah. they didn't say that she was 13, yeah. thank yeah. God. So you just ended up feeling bad for this dude. <laughs> well, the way he dorky dances. Yes. Like, my roommate was like, don't tell me you're going to be rooting for parrots. And I was like, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> look at him, like, just look back at her, just completely enthusiastically. Yeah, like, oh, Aren't you having fun? This is so cute. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the beginning, like... One of, like, the opening scenes with, like, the Montague boys and the Catholic boys. The gas station? The gas station. Yeah. I love the vibe. Oh it's so weird. It's so They're chaotic. Just, like, it's so chaotic. They're, like, talking over each other and trying to, like, do some weird thumb-biting thumb yeah. thing, but it's, like, not. And then they I do not in. bite my thumb at you, but do you bite my thumb, sir? <laughs> do you bite your thumb, sir? <laughs> like, you're so aggressive, and I love it. And then they just the zoom in on their gun to say sword. Yeah. <laughs> I, I adore it. It's I mean, it just, so it weird. drops you right into the weirdness, like, right mm-hmm. away. Like, to yeah. maybe, like, the weirder parts of yeah. this movie. Just so you're just, like, ready to go. Yeah, then yeah. you're in it, and... I, I, Sort of love Benvolio. His he was dopey such a little like, dopey face. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one? He's the like. He um, was like the squarest face. He looked like a puppy, kind of. <laughs> oh crap! And, that might like, have been the one that I thought. Hold on, I need to like keep talking. I'm looking okay. through my notes. He just looked kind of dumb. Yeah. He had like pure himbo energy. Okay, yes, I can find it. Yeah, he seemed very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tybalt had like the coolest, most intense entrance, and mm-hmm. I just yeah. right away you're like, oh, this is a character. Okay. Yes. And the other versions, I'm kind of like Tybalt's character is mm-hmm. is just sort of like, okay, you're just like really hot headed. You're yeah, kind of nuts and ready to go. And this one, it's like. Oh no, we're scared of him because we're scared of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's also though. Um, Juliet's father slapped him at one point, oh, yeah. and I was like, mm-hmm. I want more about this. Like, Can what is this? This, yeah. this dynamic? Well, oh shit, I forgot to talk about this when we were talking about Romeo and Juliet, nineteen sixty-eight. But like, Lady Capulet like throws him up against a wall at one point in that movie. I think that's where I took the note. I think Lady Capulet gets around. <laughs> I got that impression from this movie as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> I really loved Lady Capulet's intro. Like, mm-hmm. how she's introduced, like, <laughs> with, like, uh, 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 what is it called? Hairnet? Like, oh, wig. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's, like, half-dressed for the party, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, screaming for Juliet. Yeah. And just, like, being the most. Yeah. The camera's, like, zooming around. I wrote something down about that, but I... <laughs> I was... It was very overwhelming, but... In a very Baz Luhrmann way. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of, okay, so one of the things that I... I think the modern setting works really well a lot of times. And then sometimes just the plot holes don't really yeah. mm-hmm. work out. Because I'm like, it doesn't make... 
any sense that no one got arrested at the yeah. end of this. Like, yeah. The, uh, the t- prince slash chief of police or whoever was just like, I will just have a talking to with these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a talking to? You yeah. mean a bellowing at? That's yeah. true. Oh, I want to just... <laughs> well, but here in the beginning. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah. oh, they have like a shootout at a true. gas station and he's like, well, oh. I'm just going to give you all a stern warning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Catches um, them all like with guns yeah. in their hands. Yeah. And the gas station like blows up. gas station on yeah. fire. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, isn't that how they killed... Um, the Paris character in West Side Story. Nobody gets arrested except Chino. Right. I guess because he's the only one that killed anybody in that yeah. scene. But yeah, I feel like that you could incorporate oh, right. people getting arrested. Oh, you mean like symbolic yeah. death? He got arrested. Yeah, killed oh, okay. in, in heavy yeah. quotes. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually wondering as I was thinking about this and West Side Story. Do you think, and I, I haven't really been able to, like, come to a conclusion on this at all, do you think that in any modern adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, the prince necessarily has to be law enforcement? Hmm. Like, is Ooh. there any other role, like, is there any other modern role that the prince could be? <laughs> My brain went to city council member, <laughs> school board. <laughs> Oh, just a really angry neighborhood dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably if it was in a high school, he would be the principal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, maybe, I, I guess, law enforcement and the monarchy are not that far removed from each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just... I don't know. It so depends on the setting. It does. Um, I was kind of thinking of, like, if it was a religious conflict instead of a racial Right. One, like, who would that be then? The Pope. Yeah. Or, like, the whoever is the highest Well, but the Pope's like, not neutral then. Yeah. Oh. It would probably... Because, like, I don't know. If you're mm-hmm. thinking about, like, the Troubles in Ireland. Yeah. Or something like That's that. True. What mm-hmm. would... Um, maybe someone in government, but not necessarily. Yeah. Like, the Prime Minister or something. But then it's, like, the Prime Minister is not going to probably be involved in, like... The gangs in one particular city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just that's a good question that I was thinking about, and like it, they, I think, the use in West Side Story is really effective because they're doing something really specific. Yes. With uh, the police in that movie, but it's in this movie he is just kind of like a neutral enforcement mm-hmm. presence. Who doesn't really enforce very, that much? Yeah, a very <laughs> aggressive one, but who yeah. somehow still doesn't do much. Yeah, which yeah, which I think kind of tracks, the text tracks, but I feel like the implication is just like they're so wealthy that they yeah. can't get away with anything. Yeah. Now I feel like because I did just find my note, I was wrong in the last episode. I had said that their Benvolio made me think of Jamie. It's actually this one, this one. and oh, you okay. guys just said you guys sense. just called him a himbo. <laughs> I said he looked a little dumb, so I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> but it was like this guy looks like he could be related to Jamie. I I see that. But okay. He's just like more. He's much more like meatheady than Jamie. Is. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Well, and he does have just like the sweetest yeah. vibes. Like when he mm. is. Like, he just seems to, like, he's trying to protect everybody mm-hmm. and make sure everybody gets out of this safe. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's <laughs> trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, shout out to Jamie for being one of the only men who listened to our podcast. <laughs> Maybe the only one. Maybe. 7%. <laughs> what was it? I think it was 13%, but, like, oh. depending on, I haven't done, like, the comparison math of, like, 
out of however many lessons, like, what that breaks down oh, okay. to. We're really going to love getting into that. I am. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And then we get the entrance of Romeo. Oh, I thought we were going to introduce... Oh. Um, sorry. Just because I, I was very mad. This is, like, mm-hmm. my one, like, beef with Baz Luhrmann. Okay. Um, Nurse is played by a British Ooh. woman Ooh. pretending... To be yeah. Latina. He did this in Moulin Rouge as well. The Argentinian is like... Yeah. Uh, like, North European. I don't remember where yeah. he's from. But he really likes to cast white actors as... As, as like, heavily racialized. Yeah. Yeah. Hispanic. Well, and I found Latino it interesting, characters. like, a lot of uh, people in on the Capulet side of this one were... Seemed to be Latinx. Like, her mm-hmm. dad kind of had a Latinx mm-hmm. accent, which is very broad, but it, that character probably was not doing, like, a specific... Mm-hmm. Um And and then Jacqueline Leguizamo. I just found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they didn't really... But, the, yeah, like, Claire Danes is extremely... <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I had the thought um, that... Like, in the other versions, you have not, like, a connection between Juliet and Tybalt, but, like, it's referred to mm. that, like, they were close. Right. And you really get that in West Side Story because he's her brother and you see yeah. them interact. Um, but in the actual play, they don't, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to convey that. Right. Um, but, like, you kind of believe it in the 1968 version. In this one, it's, like, it, having... Joe Kazamo and Claire Danes, like, even, like, relate, like, even knowing each other in this one is so unfathomable to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it they were close. Like, ever met. like yeah. you know what? Yeah. It feels um, like he's the enforcer for the family. Yeah. And he, like, mm-hmm. so why would she meet him, kind of? Yeah. Right? It's weird. I just what noticed it? one of my notes. Um, so they have to make everyone else literally bonkers to make this seem romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, she really seems kind of in this one like she's never met anybody. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we ever see her outside, and this is kind of tr- this is true of uh, the 1968 one, and I think in the text too. But like, we never see her outside of either her house or the church. Oh, or the crypt. Um, <laughs> which makes sense, kind of like with how. Yeah. Just her family is portrayed of, like, we have to watch her. Right. She's, like, an asset, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a uterus wrapped in skin. <laughs> that was a bad way to say it. It's a bad way for it to have been. I know. But it just sounded <laughs> really icky. Um, but, yeah, when you do meet Romeo. <laughs> yes, like, in contrast that. with Benvolio mm-hmm. and um, the other one. Mercutio? Mercutio? No, the other little scrawny guy. Um, oh, the guy with the pink hair? Yes. He's Who's... in Scream. <laughs> He's who? He's in Scream. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what's his name? No. no. Um, yeah, because when you contrast Romeo with that, you're just like, you're so... Normal. Not, yeah, yeah, not that. He's just a sad boy. He's just so sad. He's such an okay, angsty art yes. boy, and I love I, him. I realized as I was watching, like, his entrance, which, like, that 
Radiohead song, I like is burned into my brain. I didn't know that Radiohead was in this movie at all. I don't. I cannot it's recognize a single song. Radiohead. I think song. actually there's a couple other songs in there, but like I I knew that one was a Radiohead song because I like watched that scene several times as a youth. Cause I, I, was, um, I have I, Radiohead written in all caps with a question mark on my page. Just like what? <laughs> I also don't know if I could name a single Radiohead song, so I don't know how I know that that's Radiohead (laughs) in order to be flabbergasted by it, but apparently I was. (laughs) Um, I realized as I was watching it this time that I, like, I know those exact lines, the, like, except now I can't, like, say them because I know it as I watch it. Um, But his little, like, opening monologue of, like, oh, hating love, oh, loving hate, oh... (laughs) I, and I'm getting it wrong, but um, oh, I was like, sounds right to me. <laughs> um, I know all loving hate is, but I don't think I got the first part. Anyway, um, yeah, he's just so mopey, and he has his journal, and like his hair is like he has highlights, and he's smoking. And I was just like 15, and I was like, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Also, like that set, okay, is one of my mm-hmm. favorite sets. Yeah. Like where it's like. <laughs> The bare ruins of a theater mm. on the beach. It looks so cool. It does say, um, like, he walks by a building that says Globe Theater. Little oh! Really? Shout out. Yeah. Oh, I oh. miss that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think that's the ruins that you're talking about, but I think there's, like, a building that has, like, nearby. Like, text okay. on it. Just as Yeah. Nod. I just love it, though, that it's, like, this weird, like, window framing the ocean yeah. that they just do angsty things on. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that that whole the whole entrance of Romeo and and then <laughs> the scene where like he and Benvolio go to this like pool place a place to play pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and Benvolio is like we should go examine other beauties and Romeo just like slams his pool stick <laughs> on the table <laughs> and storms off. <laughs> Yes, which, okay. <laughs> and then they, like, go and get their gun harnesses. Yeah. Which, my note is just, their gun harnesses are hot. They are. I'm like, like you so mad. I am, like, I don't like I'm, guns, like, fairly, but I yeah. do like harnesses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> We're really deep diving into your, like, really... <laughs> lines who like he gets the gun harnesses from he like works there or something later on that's the dude he gets poisoned from and i have oh. no idea why that was yeah. the case yeah. why does this man have poison that was the same guy yeah oh, he also like had death poison at the right yeah it just like had it all right um yeah <laughs> um <laughs> How do we move on from um, Thank God we skipped Nurse's fucking speech about the, her husband. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Thank you. Um, I loved, like, the theme of water throughout this movie. And just, yeah. like, how 
we meet Juliet underwater first, and then she sees Romeo through mm-hmm. a fish tank, and then they hang out in a pool, and he's, like, in the ocean at one Hang point. out, mm-hmm. is that what they call it? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just really, I don't know. I like that as a theme. Um... Before we get to, like, the party, we should, like, let's talk about Mercutio's grand entrance. Yes! Fucking blew me away. It's so, it's so good. I had meant to do, uh, on the drive here, I was thinking that I had meant to do some, like, research about how people feel about Mercutio in this movie Mm -hmm. in general. Um, But (sighs) I, I feel like it holds up really well because it does not feel like a joke that he is wearing women's clothing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, look how funny it is for a man to be wearing a skirt. Oh my no, God. No, he's like, sexy and he knows yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, no one is giving him shit about it. Mm-hmm. it it's just mm-hmm. like... And plus, like, he shows up in costume but then puts on more makeup for yeah. the party. So it's clear, like, he has put time into this yeah. and wants to look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does, and mm-hmm. it's incredible. Yes. Um, I loved that they made the beginning of his monologue a song. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> and that Queen Mav was, like, a drug that he was talking mm-hmm. about. I, yeah. It made it make so much more sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Um, they also yeah. did, they did the thing they kind of did in the 1968 version too, where by the end of it, he's kind of like having a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. that also <laughs> threw me off, but it worked mm-hmm. better here, yeah. I think. Um, it's a chance to to give him a really tender moment with Romeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this one, I mean, they both feel pretty sexually charged, I'd say, but this yeah. one just felt a little bit more um, warranted. Like, you sort yeah. of saw where it was coming from more. And this mm-hmm. one, like... I really, really felt like Mercutio had a crush on oh, Romeo so, yeah. a lot. And just, yeah. yeah. I mean, who could blame him? <laughs> I, I did he write down, like, oh, he was pretty. So beautiful. Like, young Leo was was He hasn't real, really, real like, aged in a hot way. He's not unattractive now. Right. I just don't, I am not attracted to him. And I know yeah. that he only dates women younger than I us. Know. <laughs> Is this the last time he had an age-appropriate love interest? It might have been. Yeah. I mean, I think he sometimes still has age-appropriate love interest in movies. In movies, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not really no. in real life. We have aged out of <laughs> Yeah. Actually, not Katie. You can still date him. Really? What's, what's the threshold? Is the cutoff. Oh, I'm getting close. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> Gotta get on it. Hey, guys, if any of you know, any of our ten listeners know. Hey, our 33 listeners. Okay, well, you know the stats. Um... <laughs> Okay, I need to talk about Juliet's angel outfit because oh, I'm God. obsessed. Yes. The wings, I just want wings like that so bad. <laughs> it's beautiful and I want to wear that outfit. That's all. Get wings. What? Then get wings. Good point. From <laughs> the wing store. Then do it. God bless Paul Rudd dressed as a fucking oh astronaut. God, so, he yes. was so adorable. Yes. I just said, how can she not love Paul Rudd? Yeah. Um, um, it does seem like there is nothing going on in, his, in that character's head. Yeah. In Dave Parrison. Yeah, he has like a screensaver bouncing around kind of. But yeah. he's nice. He is so nice. Well, and based on what I've seen... Paul Rudd is really good at playing that. Just He's kinda good at yeah. Sweet. <laughs> like movie. elevator yeah. music is happening <laughs> in my mind kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> He's wonderful though. <laughs> okay, I love how um, 
it's good that we're recording this the same day because I was just complaining about how um, Juliet just totally glossed over the really um, suggestive line of any other part belonging oh. to me. But in this one, I wrote the same thing, but then I said, bitch, you're 12, calm down. <laughs> she really emphasized it. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is Juliet can't win. <laughs> the double standards. The internalized misogyny. <laughs> um, I loved that they all had, like, interesting costumes in yes. this one. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, Romeo as a knight was cute. Oh, so um, adorable. Tybalt, they're like, you're the devil. <laughs> you're the devil. <laughs> That's from that like bad lip reading of you're the devil. devil. Yes. No. <laughs> I yes, I think about that video often. <laughs> If, um, if you don't know, that's there's a bad lip reading of the, the Hunger, Hunger Games, Games movies, and and yes. highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's a YouTube video. Um, God, the whole party scene. Vazlarman oh, just really excels at like a trashy party. Yes. Um, and again, like this is another. Uh, part of the movie that I just watched and rewatched at age 15 because it just <laughs> I just was like this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen oh, no. I listened to that that song on my iPod a lot and thought about kissing um yeah I got really annoyed that like in the middle of their like in between them seeing each other through the aquarium and then when they like actually do the holy palmer's kiss thing there's like a little there's like a side scene with uh, Capulet and Tybalt where they're like yelling at each other and I got so mad that that was there because I didn't want to watch that part I just wanted to watch them like seeing each other through the glass and then kissing yeah. <laughs> they're maybe the first um, first Romeo and Juliet that we've seen that have like a good kiss mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were the, the uh, elevator kiss very good very good mm-hmm. yeah. they were nominated uh, for the best kiss at the MTV movie awards that year I love um, that that's an award they they lost to Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox for Independence Day still haven't seen that um, I haven't either but I have wanted to um <laughs> also I was kind of just like looking through who who has won the MTV Best Kiss Award. Yes, it's a wild yes. list. But the thing that I could, was losing my mind over was that so uh, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson won it four years in a row for the first four for the first four Twilight movies. But then for Breaking Down Part Two, they weren't even nominated because I guess people were like, "Oh, married kisses are boring." <laughs> I mean, that's how I always felt going up. <laughs> Amazing. I did you guys have like those specific kisses from like movies or TV shows that you were like <laughs> that's just like stuck in your brain and you're like, oh that's a good kiss. Yeah. I see I I didn't see this until I was like older, but I know that the in New Girl, the first kiss between yep. Jess and Nick. <laughs> like, I haven't even seen that show, but I've seen Nick. Oh yes. my god. It okay. Got me. We should make you watch that whole episode because it's yeah, very good. But um it's a good kiss. And then the one in Penelope. Oh. Like, yeah. at the yeah. end. Where yep. he, like, he kind of knows it's her. Like, he believes it's her, but hasn't had it confirmed. And then she's finally like, yeah, it's me. And he just, like, has to kiss her. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot and bothered now. Um. <laughs> um. What was I? Oh, I... <laughs> 
I like that you love that song. I felt like it was maybe a little heavy-handed. It was for sure on the nose, but like, <laughs> I can't remember what song we're talking about. Basically, she's just like, the whole chorus is, I'm kissing you, I'm yeah. kissing you. <laughs> like, and like, okay. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like longing and just mm-hmm. very, um, I don't know, swelling. And, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. But okay, when you're in design class, they tell you. When you're trying to communicate that there is an apple, you either say the word apple or you show a picture of an apple, but you never do both. And I just, <laughs> watching that scene, I was watching them kiss and her saying, I'm kissing you. And I was like, I get it. Uh, sorry, I just yelled. Yes, I, yes. It's okay. Yeah, I actually, I wanted to, um, I wanted to read off. Uh, so Rachel Syme, who's a writer, um, she was tweeting about this movie a couple months ago, and I was I was really like feeling it because I'm like, yes, this is it exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. She said, "I think it, as in Romeo plus Juliet, is his, as in Baz Luhrmann's best, because it basically insinuates that being a teenager feels like a maximalist explosion of every color and sound and feeling on earth. When he tries to say the same thing as about adults, is a little muddled. It doesn't work for Gatsby because that book is not about fireworks at the party. It's about the blood in the pool after the party." Romeo and Juliet, however, is a work about the fireworks and the blood that comes after is also a firework. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, yes, that, that makes sense. That really, that tracks. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think it's like brilliant to introduce them on either side of a fish, yes. fish tank. I can't speak. <laughs> but just like looking through this fish tank at each other is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted that to happen to me so badly. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> I hope for your sake. <laughs> yeah. That you have that chance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, and it's not just, like, uh, the aesthetic of it. Like, you actually get to see a little bit of chemistry going on with their, like, they're both amused yeah. by it. And, like... Also a good socially distanced way to put it Taking notes. <laughs> what if we met on either side of a fish tank? <laughs> um... Yeah, and then I love, like, when he comes back at after the party, mm. he's like, I need to see you oh. again. I love that he gets the wrong window at first. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He's so awkward. <laughs> they fall in the pool together, and it's just, I love it. It's, like, awkward and funny yes. and cute, yes. and I just wrote, do I want to make out in a pool? Oh, bitch, I've always wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I guess... I mean, I guess it's not a question anymore. <laughs> also, okay, so the security guards at this place are, like, asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Oh, they, 100%. He yeets himself out of the car and runs to, like, climb up the wall. And they're like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, there's... and then, like, they, there's a bunch of splashing that the security guard is, like, half-heartedly looking at. And... Which, in his defense, I feel like he has to be, like the backup to the backup because they have mm-hmm. it's a party happening yeah so i feel like he is not invested in this <laughs> and that's like he has so much else to worry about that's that, he's like, like reading a newspaper or something yeah maybe he's tired <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like it's yeah. fine i'm not like yeah, yeah, like coming in to save the day for this guy <laughs> i there, know i don't have to there's another moment later on when after they're married and he's trying to escape while her mother's coming in the yeah. room and he just, like, has to let go and jump into the pool. And there's this massive splash. Yeah. And her mother is, like, right there and doesn't even glance no. toward the pool. Yeah, I, I was annoyed by that as well. <laughs> um, okay, the guy who plays Friar Lawrence. He yeah. I well, adore yeah. him. I 
adore him because he was in Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> That's why I adore him. <laughs> the way they introduce him is just like, yes. vibing like, <laughs> so chill. I love it. He has a huge back tattoo yes. of a cross that they specifically like made him like button up shirts that are then like transparent in the back so you can see this rad tattoo. Yes. And then his Hawaiian shirt, yes. which is how... Romeo got a Hawaiian shirt because he gave it to him. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> They're like, even the priests are trashy in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> As it should be. Um, but yeah, he also has this moment of like, it literally like plays before his eyes like, I can fix this. Mm-hmm. And then they repeat the line again. Because he like, he thinks to himself like his lines about like, whatever, we can, we can make this work and blah, blah, blah. And then he says it out loud. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Pat Lerman, why? Yeah. Like, we've done this twice now. <laughs> why are you repeating lines? Um, I did love his pause when, like, the line, young men's love lies not in their heart, but in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the pause was wonderful. I also had questions for Romeo, like, because they're buddies. Yeah. They're bros. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is Romeo an altar boy? Because he's, like, helping him get it ready. It seems like it. And I was just kind of like, what's... What is this? Yeah. <laughs> also, Romeo just fucking got so excited that he wiped out <laughs> yes. in the hall at church. And I love it. I love it. I also love the, like, choir singing when doves cry. Yeah. <laughs> the choir went so hard. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yes. I really loved just the vibe of the church in general mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Um, because it was a little bit um, uh, irreverent. Yeah. And it, like, there's neon in it. Mm-hmm. In the, yeah. Around the crosses and stuff. Yes. But, like, yeah. everything in the movie is irreverent. It's, like, these real estate models. Like, everyone's wearing fucking Hawaiian shirts. Yes. And everything's yes. plated in gold <laughs> and just gaudy. And I just, I loved it. Yes. yes it's good. too. Yeah, they really hit the imagery hard with, like, the giant Jesus statue yeah. and all of the crosses. <laughs> Which, fun fact, that statue was two feet tall. And they... This isn't you accidentally saying feet. And, no, it's not. Like, minutes and I... stuff. <laughs> Just... Where is it? Yeah, the Jesus statue that dominates Verona was actually a visual effect. In reality, it was two feet high. Cute. I love so, that. Good for them. Yeah, um, yeah because I think, like, in some of the final scenes... It's just like the when Juliet is like lying in state in their yeah. giant mm-hmm. church. There's just so many blue neon crosses. Yes. yes, which like I kind of hated like looking at Falan, but then throughout that scene, like when they have a close up on someone, there's just this like blue glow behind mm-hmm. them, and it was so mm-hmm. good. I yes, love that. It's so eerie and yes, like, I loved all of that scene. And... I wanted to be there, yes. even though it was kind of creepy in concept. <laughs> but, um, it just like it captures that like. Like, when he has the premonition of himself there, it does, it has that feeling of, like, I am in a weird dream that I don't understand that has a really good aesthetic, but, like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And and then it happens, and it, it recaptures that feeling. Yeah. And then the scene, okay, so the scene then where, like, Mercutio and Romeo are, like, hanging out, and then Nurse comes mm-hmm. up. Mercutio looked so heartbroken yes. when Romeo walked away to talk to Nurse. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, babe. Babe. He loves, and then, loves him. Yeah. And then Mercutio's just, like, shooting into the waves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
I love him. Um, I wrote down during the scene, someday I will have a girlfriend with Romeo's haircut and floral print shirt. Mark my words. Amazing. I support that wholeheartedly. Wow. Um, that's like a vibe that I want to have for myself, actually. That's good. Um, I'm mentally like flipping through how many Hawaiian shirts I have. And like, Nailed it. Um, I mean, it's uh, no, I won't ruin it. What? what? It's kind of like, it's a Boogaloo Boys thing now. Oh, oh right. But yeah. it doesn't have to be. It's no, just it like, if you're not a militant right wing asshole, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get rid of all your Hawaiian shirts. No. Um, oh, the line, just, I just, I love Mercutio so much in this movie. Just this cheeky little, by my heel, I care not. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and then, like, how that scene with Tybalt starts out as, like, mockingly flirting, kind yeah. of. But then, like, the thing, okay, here's what I couldn't figure out. It, like, flips when Tybalt calls him Romeo's consort. And I can't mm. tell if he's pissed because he's like, are you saying me and Romeo are gay? Like, how rude. Or if he's right. like, you're implying that I'm less to him. Mm. And I couldn't figure out mm. which one it was. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I, I think it would depend on, like, the specificity of the word consort. If that necessarily yeah. means, like, mm-hmm. someone lesser than, like, a legit, quote-unquote, legitimate romantic mm-hmm. option or if it just means a romantic option um yeah i wasn't sure if it was also just kind of like oh you're romeo's worker basically right. or like a friend and that's it and that's what was making mm-hmm. him mad i don't know i felt like there was a discrepancy between how tybalt was saying it and how mercutio took it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and both of those things i think made him mad yeah <laughs> was, was yeah. my vibe and um I don't know. It was. It kind of felt like a you're bringing Romeo into this and like just a mm-hmm. really yeah. defensive. Yeah. Feeling. Right. Because that's the other like that's kind of the other turning point in that fight scene is when uh, Tibble insults Romeo mm-hmm. and Romeo is like begging him and oh, that hurt because like <sighs> Tibble was just trying to beat the shit out yeah. of him and like yeah. Mercutio looked heartbroken yeah. and Romeo was like, just like. Dude, I don't want to... I'm not yeah. going to fight you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then think, it was a similar thing, too, where it almost felt like an accident when... Like, they like they were really... They were fighting in earnest, but then he stabs him and doesn't really seem to realize how hard it was yeah. until Mercutio start, like, really starts to falter. And I did, like, look at that wound. This was another point yeah. where the, like, 1990s of it didn't really click for me. I was like... It seems like you could get him to a hospital and that oh. would actually be fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, the, the placement and like, yeah. It was yeah. just like, wait, you're not going to die in like two minutes. Right. From being stabbed like by your hip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know if this is me kind of um, having, a, not getting it from the okay. play or from the other adaptations. Like if this is dumb that I'm just now thinking of it, but in the other ones, when they're having this fight scene and Tybalt goes, uh, peace, here's my man, um, I, I feel like other people have been arriving because like they're drawing a crowd or whatever. And I've always kind of assumed that like Tybalt is talking about like one of his bros mm. and then Romeo happens to come along too. And then it becomes apparent that Rome- Romeo is the one he's looking for, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in this one, that was more clear. But it... Um, 
both dawned on me that like, oh, it's it's Romeo he's talking about because Romeo's here and Romeo is arriving here because he's coming to see Mercutio. He's coming to tell his best friend the best news that he's ever yeah. had. And like in the other ones, it's never it's mm-hmm. never seemed like he's coming here to say see Mercutio. It's like mm-hmm. I'm oh. I'm rolling up and oh I guess there's a fight. Yeah. In this yeah. one, it's like Mercutio. Like he's literally calling he's out to so him. So yeah, and like par- just <gasps> comes to a <sighs> sliding halt and jumps out of his car. And Mercutio's <laughs> like, dude, not right now. Yeah, mm, it just oof, I felt so much in this scene. Yeah, yeah. and just. I, I'm sorry, what's the actor's name who plays Mercutio? I always Harold like Perrineau? Yes. Just his performance, his switch from, like, laughter to fear to anger was so yes. good. Um, to the point that, like, I love they had, like, that storm rolling in, which mm-hmm. I think... I remember reading, like, that was a huge, like, actual yeah, problem for Yeah, a bunch of the set. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was a real storm? Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So they were, like, scrambling to film uh, and then, like, finish before it's, like, <laughs> hit them, I think. But um, it made it almost seem like his anger summoned the mm-hmm. storm, which yeah. I loved. Yeah. Oh, I totally thought that was effects, like, intentional. Yeah. Damn, that's so cool. It's yeah. very cool. Um, I do think it's a little suspect that, like, the one black person in this movie is the first to die. Yeah. Um... Which, I mean, is just definitely the way the play goes is that that character is the first to die, but, like... Yeah. Cast, especially cast like, more black people, please. Especially <laughs> someone who, in the pl- in the in in this adaptation, is gender non-conforming. Yeah. I was a little, like, ooh. Huh. Yeah. I don't think that, it, that that was, like, an intentional choice, but, like, it, it reads a particular way that... Yeah. 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 <sighs> I know, it sucks, because, like, I wouldn't change like anything about right. his performance i just wish yeah. they would have been more inclusive with the other yeah. Yeah, yeah. actors and cast i think um prince is black that's right oh god which yeah um, so he's, he's not like, the only he's like hardly person, a character right. though they yeah. show him like twice yeah yeah i mean um, he's a cop so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i okay and then we we cut to romeo screaming and driving and i just said this is I... a lot his voice is so hoarse and so squeaky mm-hmm. And it's just, he just does a lot of screaming in that scene. Like, just screaming in the rain yeah. after he shoots yeah. Tybalt into a pool. More water. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd forgotten that there was, like, a dry, like a driving chase scene in this movie. It's, yeah. Which I think is just so that they could get to that Verona statue in the mm-hmm. pool and everything. Um, I knew you guys had mentioned that scene, but I did not, like, expect it. When it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, they talked about this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do think, I mean... All of the all of the movies that we've watched have done this, which I think is really interesting. Like everyone who kills someone, you see on their face that they immediately regret it. Yeah, like it's they're not like yes, vindication, I've done it. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, that was a huge mistake, and I'm gonna carry that with me. Yeah, and that's gonna haunt me forever. Yes, um, not very long because then they all died very shortly <laughs> after that. Yeah. And I wonder if that's why um, in a lot of these we have not seen uh, the Romeo character kill Paris because that mm. doesn't seem... It, I feel like the character in the... Like, Romeo in the play is unrepentant of that oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it would kind of... It would be hard to make that if, seem... If they had made us watch Leo kill Paul <laughs> Rudd, we would have all been so it, mad. It would have been, been hard hurt. to watch, yeah. yeah. Um... 
I do just have this written down here. Who would win? Juliet's care for her cousin or one rain-drenched boy? <laughs> he just comes into her room, like, yeah. drenched. And, like, I was yelling at the screen. I'm like, you're not even going to talk about it? <laughs> they also, okay, but back to what you were just talking about. They gave Romeo nightmares about give, killing Tybalt oh, in this right. version, which I mm-hmm. thought was really great. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah. yeah, and then they spend a cute night together. The shots under the sh- sheets where he's like tenting mm-hmm. the sheets up around yeah. the camera. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. Yes. Really loved it. Yeah. They're just, was... They have good playful. Mm-hmm. How did 15 year old Kelsey handle this? I think I didn't watch that scene very much because I was like, mm, sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like, I mostly just watched like the beginning, like oh. pining. Like, yeah, the initial, like, adorable. cute kind of sexless <laughs> introduction. Um, I, unfortunately, like, understand that because I would, like, if a book, if I was reading a book and I was like, yeah, I love this. And then they're like, we're going to have sex. I was like, goodbye, I, you evil boy. Same. I did that as well. I was so excited that I got to be happy about it in Twilight. Oh, right, because they were Let me married, preface this. So I was, like, 13. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, they were married, I'm, so I'm it's okay. So I sound right now. Right. I'm age 26, so. So I'm allowed to enjoy this Sorry. because they were married. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy it, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Claire Danes' first day on set filming with Leonardo DiCaprio was the topless scene. Oh, no. After they first set the night together. Okay, so. That's awkward, but it is very common to do, like, kissing scenes or whatever, or sex scenes as your first scene together. Why is that? I don't totally know. I think it, in part, is to just be like, okay, you're in a very, like, this is awkward, and now you have to bond. Like, you have to create Mm. some kind of way to feel normal and comfortable about yeah. this. And yeah. so it's not like hanging over people during the yeah. whole time during Okay, filming. that makes sense, yeah. Uh, it's not the way, I forgot to bring this up in the 1968 episode, but it's not the way they did it then, <laughs> which is that they saved it till the end of filming. Huh. Um, which I mean, the, the rationale they gave was that, so that everyone mm-hmm. felt more comfortable. Which like, I guess I can see, I don't know that I would feel the same way. They were way, also very like, young. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, true. Oh, also though, Another thing about why today that's probably they film sex scenes first is also because that's when like actors are the most ripped and then they like lose muscle throughout the filming process because Mm. of our very stupid uh, (laughs) standards for that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. (sighs) Dumb, but it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Let actors be normal weights, please. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Juliet, when she's like, doesn't know about people being dead (laughs) (laughs) and she's just kind of like waiting for Romeo to get there I was like she looks a little fucking crazy (laughs) like she She is strong like like, keyed up (laughs) just I mean I think throughout this movie she is very strong like I'm on the edge energy like she whips out a gun in front of Brian Lawrence yeah Yeah. what the fuck that was I loved his reaction of just kind of like, oh no, 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 no. Mistake. Mistakes have been made. I have fucked up so much more than I thought I did. Um, Her intensity in that scene made other scenes feel a little incongruous. Like, like how? Like when she's like freaking out and she's like, mm-hmm. I will kill myself right here, right yeah. now in front of you. 
And then, like, contrast that with when she finds Romeo dead. And then she's oh, just kind of, yeah. like, quietly, like, okay. That's sad. Like, I get that she yeah. just woke up, but also, like, <laughs> y- you're, we're going from, like, 100 to 0 here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I feel like she does, in that scene at the end, she feels much more in control of what's going to happen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so she's calmer. Whereas, oh, that's like, yeah. in the scene with Friar Lawrence, she still feels like, I don't have any role in what's going to happen, yeah. so I'm just going to go for the most extreme option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ooh, look at you. <laughs> well, um, it is another so going back to the like okay I don't know if this holds up in like a modern thing it was, I know there's not really a way to get around it but to see like a modern day cop being like the punishment is banishment yeah. <laughs> feels weird yeah, if he like, comes back the... you can kill him yeah and Mantua is like the desert? Yeah. Uh, how far away is it? Was, it? It was so unclear. I loved... Which, like, it is in the play, too. It's, like, just kind of this vague, like... Right. It's out there. Which maybe everyone yeah. knew I forgot. I was going to Google at one point how far... Verona. Verona. Um, but also, this gave us one of the most iconic shots of Leo yes. just screaming, yes. I defy you, stars. <laughs> if you're listening to this anytime soon, it is our Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. And I, I wrote, he can scream in the rain. He can scream in the desert. <laughs> he just, just does a lot of screaming. Yeah. Like on his knees, screaming. <laughs> it looks like it's like 24 miles. Okay. So... Decently I mean, far from In them. Italy, like, not so much in, uh, in Verona Beach. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know if there's a Mantua, like, no. <laughs> um, it did, I, I was a little bit like, Friar Lawrence, are you so busy that you cannot go yourself to tell it? It did, it did like, feel weirder there, yeah. Um, and he's like, what, you couldn't contact him the first time? I guess I'll just write another letter. Yeah. Like, you don't did have it? time for that. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. And also, like, in this one, the prince is, like, actively hunting Romeo. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very weird. I forgot mm. that he, like, and Romeo takes a hostage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I really, it escalated. I'm like, if, I feel like yeah. if you had time to grab him, you had time to just run, run in. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? Do not tempt a desperate man. Yes. <laughs> That's not in the play, is it? I think that he says that to Paris, I think. Oh, I see, I see. Um... And I think originally Paris was going to be there, and then they were like, no. It would have been very funny if, like, poor Paul Rudd was just, like, leaving church from, like, doing confession or something, and then he's, like, nabbed by Romeo. It would have changed the mood a lot. Oh, oh, um, can we go back real quick to, um, when Juliet finds out she has to marry Paris? Yeah. Um the way they portrayed her parents Ooh, in this yeah. versus everything else. I mean, like, you find it pretty unreasonable in other um, versions, too. Like, even in the text, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you can tell, like, this is the part where her dad starts to get mad, like, actually mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, it was just, like, fucking scary. Yeah. And um, it just, it made you not glad that things turn out as they did, but when you think ahead to, like, where the parents are going to end up, makes you kind of, mm-hmm. like, I hope you feel this. Like, yeah. you, you, it makes you right. really, um, 
I don't know, sort of vindictive about yeah. how things turn out. And mm-hmm. it, it made you understand her desperation a little yeah. bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which, okay. So after she is presumed dead, my note was just, who let Juliet be surrounded by so many candles? <laughs> yes. Right? Beautiful set. Terrifying. Doesn't make yeah. sense. And Terrifying. it's just like in the church, the regular church. It's yeah. not like... No one's watching the candles no. either. It's, it's just, just like, trying to burn the place down. No autopsy. This girl just dropped dead and they're like, who could possibly figure this out? Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. Um, just got a then, bottle, empty bottle in her hand. <laughs> yeah. And then like afterwards, I'm like, did they not have any questions about how someone who was presumed dead then pulled the trigger on herself? Yeah. Like... I, I would hope that Friar Lawrence underwent some interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always hope that. I, I think he gets off way too easily. In I, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, but, okay. My favorite thing about this movie, I love that they overlap just a bit and have that moment mm-hmm. where both of them are alive and oh, see God. each other and it's too <sighs> late. It's <gasps> It's so brilliant, but it hurts. I, I, I wrote down as I was watching it, her tiny little movements are killing me. And then I wrote, oh shit, she up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, he like just finishes drinking the poison and she touches Mm -hmm. his cheek. And that is brilliant. I just have poetic cinema. (laughs) It's like, it's beautiful. It hurts. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes that scene so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I I almost felt like, well, they're not going to do it because it feels like the obvious answer here, like to make it hurt more. And then they Mm -hmm. did. And I was like, oh, you're right. It hurts more. (laughs) (laughs) But then it made some of his lines make like more sense. Yeah. And my roommate and I were just kind of like yelling at her like, Stop kissing him. He's gasping for air. Like, I know he's going to die, but like, girl. I know. Again, I'm like, I think you could call for help and yeah. some things would be solved. Yeah. My roommate was like, stick your finger down his throat. Like, yeah. Make him mute. You just saw him take it. I know. Isn't that worse sometimes for some like certain poisons oh, or something know. that you, I, I, I'm pretty I sure. so much about poisons. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Um, I would. I would. Okay, I, maybe we should talk to your roommate about this. Yeah. I feel put like... her on the alert. Okay, y'all. No. If y'all took, like, a, a babysitting class, and they, like, oh. taught you first aid stuff, I'm pretty sure they were always, like, no matter what, like, call, like, 911 or the, uh, like, the poison, mm-hmm. call poison control, because there are some things that you shouldn't make them throw up. There are other, like, options huh. that you should do instead, because that could hurt their throat too much or something huh. or like damage their airway too much or something so the more you know if you consume poison <laughs> you're not gonna help <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i won't um and also like yeah she should have yelled for help because like friar lawrence seems like he'd have a million antidotes yeah. right he has yeah. a death poison at the ready he should have a healing poison at the ready you poison. I was yeah. glad that we didn't see him again at the end. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the 1968 version, he looks like almost guilty when he's yeah. like, he knows that he did this. He's fucked up. In this one, he's a little bit more, um, I, I, you like him a little more. So I was glad we didn't see him just I, choose to abandon he her. He would have felt bad. And, yeah. yeah. And also, like, it would have ruined their moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm a little like, he probably went on the run. I have very little sympathy for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. that actor so much. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Uh, he was also in that sad mining brass movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. Oh, God. That's right. What? It's what? this movie is... called Brass Stuff, starring a very young Ewan McGregor. Okay. Um, oh, this is how you know about this. Yeah, it is. Um, we watched it early in quarantine. <laughs> and this was the source of our intense Danny Boy argument, <laughs> where I was like, I've never heard of this song. She's like, what do you mean? It's Danny Boy. It's very popular. And I was like, no, it is not. <laughs> like, I just would not believe that everyone knew this song. Which and unfortunately, <laughs> like, everyone does, basically. And I still think it is a con. <laughs> okay, so in this movie, Brassed Off, uh, there is He's this a band group director? of coal... Yeah. So it's a group of coal miners in this, like, northern English town. And... But they're gonna, like, give up the band because... Uh, the like the owner of the coal mines is gonna like shut it down, shut the mines down for money reasons, um, and then but this has been like this band director's life, um, and he's then in like so good. The, he's so he's so lovely, and then in the first like ten minutes you see him coughing up blood, oh. and you're just like, no, I think it is. he coughed once, and yeah. we're all like. No. No. <laughs> God, no. no. <laughs> um, but and it's just then it's oh it's a whole roller coaster of just feelings. It was about a, unions. One of the music. One of the weirdest <laughs> movies. Someone has like a suicide attempt. It oh was God, yeah. It was such a weird movie. And then like the Ewan McGregor's love interest is this woman who like she's returns like a spy? to town, but that she's like she's like a spy from the company who's supposed to like report on them about union efforts? Wait, no, I thought that she was reviewing the mine. Oh, yeah, sorry. To see if it was still viable. Right. Um, And the union stuff was kind of like a little side benefit that they thought they were getting out of her. Yeah. Mm. It's a great movie. It was. At some point, someone calls someone else a scab, and it's just like the whole room reacts as if they have uttered the biggest slur imaginable. Even though the person in question is a scab. Okay. (laughs) Um... Yeah. Anyway. I love a good, like, <laughs> mining strike movie. Yeah. This and um, Billy Elliot. I love Billy Elliot so much. <laughs> anyway. I'm unfamiliar. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh. Sam Rockwell also auditioned for the role of Mercutio. Okay, what? so that's another thing that I would like to see. Like, I'm right. glad he didn't get it, but I would have loved to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I oh no okay no I would like to see him as the Benvolio to this Mercutio. Oh, I think that would have been interesting. Yeah, I think he doesn't quite have like the kind of pure energy of Benvolio. That's true. I just I love this Benvolio so much. I'm just like thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm looking to make sure I fun fact. Have any more fun facts? Do you have a fun fact? I have a fun fact. <gasps> Yay! It's not really a fun fact okay. that, that is your caliber fun fact, but my fun fact okay. is that on the back of the ambulance at the end, it says St. Catherine's Hospital. And my name is Catherine. <laughs> I hate that I looked over at your notes and saw your last note is just St. Catherine's Hospital, LOL. <laughs> I was like, surely she won't say that. <laughs> It me. <laughs> oh, do you think Taylor's gonna punch me again? <laughs> I hope so. 
She's threatened to punch all of us. Wait, has she threatened to punch you yet? I don't know. We have like <laughs> very, specific, like very specific, very <laughs> specific things that she's like. Punchable when I get back, offenses. I am punching you for this reason. Oh, she hasn't said that to me yet. Um, <laughs> what What are the reasons? Uh, <laughs> I think I. You got told. Wait, which of us has been threatened twice? I've been threatened. Okay, <laughs> I was talking. We're talking about a character that was like called the Sandman, and she had forgotten about him. She said he must have slipped my mind, and I said, "Like sand." <laughs> and the response was just, "Catherine, I'm going to punch you." Um, mine. I think I just told her the sad ending to my Remus Lupin fanfic, oh, and she's like, "I'm going to punch you." She hasn't read it, but she just wanted to punch me for that. Valid. Oh, I fair enough. I live for all the reasons Taylor wants to punch me. <laughs> you remind us very often. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so now we're getting into Katie's <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, other fun fact. Claire, Leonardo DiCaprio fought for Claire Danes to win the role of Juliet after she impressed him with her line delivery and the fact that she was the only actress to look him straight in the eye. <laughs> I mean, could you look like I sure could not. I can barely do it when he's on the screen. Was, were they all just like flustered? Or, I like, guess. Was this, this was before Titanic. Yeah, it was like right before Titanic. Because um, there's another mm. fun fact about him talking to Paul Rudd about maybe doing Titanic. Interesting. Because like he, he didn't have like superstar status at this point, did he? he? I think he did. I mean, he was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, right. Um, I think he was on like a TV that. show. He was the lead on, like... Oh, he was the lead on the original Parenthood TV show. Oh, okay. Um, Or a lead. Like, I'm sure the, like, patriarch of (laughs) the family was the lead, but, like... Okay. And, like, I think that was maybe part of it, too, because Claire Danes had also been the lead of a TV show, so she was probably kind of a... Maybe not, like, superstar level like Leo Mm -hmm. was, but she was... They understood each other, too, probably, a bit. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because I feel like after Titanic was when people were like, ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to the end of the movie. How do we feel about this as an adaptation? I love it. It's just fun. I think that mm-hmm. I think that Shakespeare would have been proud. He would have enjoyed it, I <laughs> yeah. think. Just because it's, it's batshit, it's gaudy, it's sexy. He would have been like, this slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I think... I mean, there's definitely parts of the, the modern... I think there's parts where trying to stick this close to the original text and making it modern, like, twenty late 20th century, doesn't always work super well. Yeah. Like, there's just... It, some plot points kind of fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's kind of the least important part, as it often is in Shakespeare anyway. Like, yeah. And because they embraced the weirdness and made so mm-hmm. much weird, you just kind of went, like, if that doesn't make sense, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, right, we talked about we were going to rank the ones mm. we watched, because this is the end of our series on Romeo and Juliet. It is, we finished our first Whoa. series. Whoa, this will come out in like ah. six weeks. <laughs> recording. Yes, um, give us time to read, um, are we doing Rebecca next? Yes, I think Rebecca. Rebecca, the book by Daphne du Maurier from the 1930s. Um, when we read, when we talk about that book, we'll go through what adaptations we're planning on doing. Okay. I um, still like, need to... 
loan Sydney Taylor's copy that she loaned me. <laughs> I am like a little bit scared. I'm like I'm I'm trepidatious to read it because I know that you just have very intense opinions, Kelsey. So much. And you will let me know when I am wrong. Oh, for sure. <laughs> As you often are. That sounds rude, and I think your roommate so would disagree. So ranking this. <laughs> yes, ranking this. This yes. is my favorite one. Same. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I had the most fun watching it. Yeah, I don't know fun. if that is a qualifier. <laughs> I would rewatch this multiple times, yeah. and yeah. I don't feel that way about the other two. I would rewatch West Side Story like once every five years, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, probably more than I'd give it. I don't rewatch movies a ton. No, that's fair. But yeah, yeah. It it was a really interesting modern retelling. I thought like West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. When you're comparing it. And mm-hmm. going, okay, this is how you chose to modernize this. Yeah. But this one was just, like, modern, but, like, bonkers. Like, it wasn't trying to be... Yeah. yeah. To make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like West Side Story would probably be my number two. Just because it is interesting. There are some really beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Some problematic ones as well. Yeah. But, um, like, I did enjoy the 1968 one. I just don't really see myself, like watching that yeah me too. again really i don't know it was fun to watch i might it just to laugh at that and one scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fun to laugh about it with a friend if i had been watching it by myself i might have been even more like uh... i watched it by myself and i had a great time <laughs> um but but i don't think i would do it again yeah. yeah unless like i was hanging out with someone who really wanted to watch it and i'd be like all right <laughs> let's get into these hats <laughs> <laughs> what are what are our thoughts then kind of on the nature of adaptation with this story because like our favorite one mm. is the weirdest one mm-hmm. basically yeah but like well weirdest but it also has the text verbatim which west side story is not yeah i mean um it did skip some parts this one mm-hmm. yeah but i mean it has like the actual text yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. you've got a re-written. modern teenager yeah. sa- saying v and thou yeah, yeah. Her yeah. ring that she gives him. I love the... I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do we have any thoughts on that? And just what what that says about adaptation or as a process? I think... Hmm. I think because, like, the concept and the, like, trope of forbidden love is so universal, nearly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... It's it's been applied in so many ways and in so many contexts that it almost, like... I mean, there are things that do it that aren't even directly a Romeo and Juliet adaptation. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't... Adaptations of it sometimes feel more like an adaptation of that trope in general than they do of the the text Mm -hmm. itself, um, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um... I think it then it just makes it a little difficult for me anyway to like judge judge these specific adaptations as linked directly to that text rather than mm-hmm. to the trope in general. But I've also like I've never spent that this much time with this play because it's the one that like everyone <laughs> kind of knows what it's in it generally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I might. Yeah, I think if we like the next, I'm sure we'll do it Shakespeare one again eventually um <laughs> yeah, yeah i have a suggestion 
swear you do. But what I was going to say is maybe for our next one we would want to do one that is a little lesser known. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Sure. Coriolanus, I dare ya. Sure. I mean, look, all I know about that one is there's a version where Tom Hiddleston is shirtless and dirty, so. <laughs> yeah. And he showers I'll, off I'll in front that. of you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, I, on that note, I think, like, because it's adapted so often, and because Shakespeare is adapted so often mm-hmm. in really weird ways, <laughs> like, on the stage, people just, like, take it however they yeah. want, which is the beauty of Shakespeare, but, like, um, I, I think when a text is adapted so much like this, like, Rebecca, I think, we're gonna be looking at it like, is it true to the book? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it hasn't been adapted that much. And it kind of matters to the plot. <laughs> yes. um, with this one, we I think it makes sense to like the zany wild one that gives you a new mm-hmm. perspective on yeah. something that you're already yeah. really familiar yeah. with. That and like, sense. it almost feels like a whole different piece of art than the actual text and you can enjoy them mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and separately. Yeah. And I almost feel like adaptations of Romeo and Juliet like have to try a little harder because of how old it is yeah. to just yeah. get you to relate to the characters and understand why they do all the batch of things they do. <laughs> yeah. So, like, to have this over-the-top um, adaptation almost made it make more sense. Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. We, yeah. We did it. We have accomplished we... something. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, gotta reopen to our closing show. Oh, yeah. Uh, you oh, can yeah. find the podcast on Twitter at Ang corner pod. Are you okay? Yeah, I just had an H on my arm. Okay. <laughs> you looked very aggressive about yeah. it. Well, I didn't want to make noise about it, so thanks for drawing the attention to it. You're just like snarling between us. Do it and don't make any noise. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Ang corner pod. That's E N G C O R N E R P O D. You can email us at englishcornerpodcasts at gmail.com. You could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're interested in helping us succeed as a podcast somehow. Uh, But again, if you're not Taylor, we don't really care. Um, So get in touch with us at your own peril. (laughs) Um, You can find me personally at Kelswid on Twitter. That's K-E-L-S-W-I-D. You can find me on Twitter also at uh, K-T-S-A-F-F-E-L-O. Oh, yeah, and I'm on Instagram somewhere. Good luck. (laughs) And as of this recording, we're working on a website. It might be up by the time you hear this. We don't know. I hope it's up in like six weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. That Um, would just be uh, englishcornerpod.wordpress.com is, I think, the domain. Because it's free. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully there will be a lot of things different about the world six weeks from now. Yeah. Um... That's after the election. Oh, Look. God. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're all very stressed out, should we do Need. our sign-off? Yeah. yeah, that'll end all right. <laughs> We love you, Taylor. We did it. Yay. Fucking nailed it. <laughs>